Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Good evening, welcome to the, the quest, the side quest show. I'm uh, your host Trey Levine. I wow, am, uh, you're really, you're really drunk. Oh, <laughs> I wish I was. I we wish started I was. early today. I, uh, I mentioned to the the gentleman here, whose names I can't remember, uh, before the show, that I am, uh, we're 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 sleep training our 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 baby, baby Evie. And uh, last night I experienced a true trifecta of wake-ups that was, has left me reeling uh, all the way through today. Um, and the best part of that is we're not about to record multiple episodes of the show and pretend that it's different days. Um, but if you're not familiar with sleep training, you, uh, you, you let the baby cry it out and you time it. There's a number of different ways to do it. And it's, very, it's more emotionally draining uh, than anything because the baby just screams bloody murder. And then you go in, you're like, it's okay. And then you set a stopwatch. And then that time gets longer and longer until they teach themselves how to fall asleep. And uh, so it's, it's, it's horrible. Uh, it's horrible when you, know, when you have to go through the like, oh, God, I just want to grab her. I just want to grab her. She's crying. And then it's also horrible uh, to just sit there and listen to screaming when you're in bed. Uh, so she's screaming last night at 3.30 in the morning. And uh, then the Dash has a nightmare. And so I'm like, fuck, I got to go deal with that. So I go up to Dash's room to deal with a nightmare. And as I'm getting Dash down, Archer wakes up with a nightmare. So then I change. I come back downstairs. Evie just went down. Evie wakes back. Like, it just kept going in cycles all night. So I feel like I wish I had my watch on because I feel like it would have uh, it would have been the most uh, horrific uh, sort of graph of what how many hours of actual <laughs> sleep I got. But I didn't have it on. Um did you do you see, think I, maybe there's something different you could do about how you're parenting your sons so that they don't have nightmares every night? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's well, what I, I'm hearing. I find that Texas Chainsaw Massacre really soothes them before bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> they like loud, repetitive noises, like the rumbling of a chainsaw. <laughs> that's something. of leather, <laughs> leather faces chainsaw, whatever his name is, uh, really, really puts them right down. I guess I should stop doing that. Uh, 
I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to raise your children, so I'm not going to comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Is it Leatherface or Leatherhead? I can't even think. Leatherface. Leatherhead was the alligator man from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that spoke in a Cajun accent. I feel like he was a G.I. <laughs> Joe, too. Wasn't there a Leatherhead yeah. G.I. Joe? What was or the Leatherhead? Leather Leather, leather neck. neck. I think it's leather neck. Was Same, oh, man. Can you imagine? <laughs> dude, imagine if they all met, dude. <laughs> the leather leather boys. Leather face, leather head, and leather neck. Someone write that fan fiction. In Wait, isn't there bar. like a George Clooney movie with the leather title with the leather boys or something? Or the, the leather, leather boys? Leather That's a different oh. joke. The yeah. Leather Boys is the name of it. Yes. Could they meet in a leather bar? Like, I think I would, then I would be there for it. That'd be fun. Yeah, I think you're so thinking of uh, Michael Clayton, Joe. <laughs> Michael Clayton. So, so I think, I think George Clooney, Leatherheads. Oh, like early football. football. Yeah, early football. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think that I think the film is Leatherhead, Leatherneck, and uh, Leatherface meet in a leather bar, and then it's just the plot from cruising with Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> That's certainly that plot has definitely aged well. Oh, yeah. I can't. If you haven't seen Cruising Nash, go out and rent it now. <laughs> yeah, we uh, family God, was- fun. This was years ago. I was out with a a big group and we were down in the West Village and uh, we're just looking for like another bar. We had left one bar and we're looking for another bar. And we walked up to this bar that in no way indicated that it was a specific type of bar. And uh, we walked in and there's a ton of gay bars down in the West Village, um, which we were were, were like, ah, well, maybe it'll be a gay bar, whatever. We walk into the bar and it's a full on leather bar. And it was like uh, Animal House where they walk in, like the music screeched and everybody (laughs) looked at us all like village people down. And we were like, uh, two vodka. We're going to leave. And uh, (laughs) we don't, we're not dressed for this. But, uh, <laughs> Joe, do you own a lot of leather chaps? <laughs> no, no, I am not a leatherman. Uh, You're not a but, leatherman. <laughs> but I have, I have walked into bars like that. I have. Uh, I, I don't think it's happened more than once where I didn't know. You know, like I've been to plenty of bars like that, uh, knowing what, where I'm going. But I, I have walked into one where I did not know at all <laughs> that it was a gay bar, and I and I got a drink and was like hanging out for a minute, and then was like, wait a minute. <laughs> took a minute and then i was like i got it now this gay bar in, doesn't have any fire exits <laughs> if you if you walk if you walk into a place like that and you feel a little nervous you know what you can do instead of walking out is you can take a bunch of poppers and then have sex with the men that are in the bar <laughs> That really does when ease Rome. the awkwardness. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you well, you know like, what? You're really relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like the living embodiment of that onion headline. It was, it's like the area man upset that local gay bar doesn't have a more <laughs> a more specific name or something. <laughs> Go like rods. <laughs> oh God, I love a good a good onion headline. You don't even want to read the article because it'll never live up to the headline. Oh God, I remember that headline. It was so man infuriated. Uh, name of name of gay bar should have been clearer. Is that what it was actually? <laughs> yeah, I think it was called Rods. I mean, I don't think you could even read on air the name he suggested it be called so that it was more clear. Two other names, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was uh, I've been watching up. a bunch of uh, old Siskel Niebert episodes on YouTube. I've mentioned, and that's one of my favorite Onion headlines. It was the day after Gene Siskel died. It was that week, and it was just a little blurb headline, and it was just Ebert victorious. <laughs> oh god you could get lost in them uh, <laughs> sudanese 14 year old has midlife crisis <laughs> that's good <laughs> all right oh, no. all right well we're Not at no. a party uh here in the uh isle of bopon i mean we're trying to recap this before we went live and just a lot of shit went on and then i watched like the last couple minutes before we went live and i i had forgot about stuff and i was laughing so hard you uh at one point you were talking to uh and because <laughs> you basically i'll go back a little further you you get to uh you get to uh isn't that always the way you get to bopon and it's this whole thriving society you take this carriage that's like living and cleaning you on the way in and you get there and you get an audience with the king and the king is like directing all these people to like ha- put up tents and hang decorations and you realize like oh shit the guy this guy is the guy on the face of the coin that you found on the skeletal body in the jungle and you speak with them and obviously it doesn't go super well because uh, you're, you're you know I think at least Karazor like spills his blood you see other people spilling their blood on the ground you realize this is some sort of custom so Karazor uh, when in when in Rome uh, spills his blood and so they, they appreciate that but the conversation isn't great and he basically uh, makes it clear to you a couple things one Selmius Foster comes up and he kind of bristles at it and then eventually he's like uh, he was punished for his crimes that's all you need to know uh, if you want you can uh come to our big party tomorrow the masquerade of seasons it's an annual event it's a really big deal uh but then you should you should probably get out of here but you're our guest tonight and so he leaves you with one of the uh, assistants in the uh this this uh dog-faced guy named lel jeshin but i believe uh he's not quite dog-faced it's like he looks like uh a gremlin or something right is that what we found like a, a some sort of He's Gremlin. a pug. Is he a pug wompy or? That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these guys, they look like dogs, but then when you, you roll the check to realize actually they're more like pug wompy gremlins. And this is, uh, sort of an effect of the weird fey magic that affects the area. Um, it affects all the way back in the impossible lands and even out here, uh, you know, weeks away from where that was, that magic, uh, is still, uh, sort of warped the area and warped the people here. Um, so Lelgestion says, all right, let me take you to your rooms. You guys, you're, you're our guests you can stay here tonight um and there's uh, everyone's c- coming together for the masquerade of seasons feel free to mingle with the people that are hanging out so you go to this little cocktail party and there's all these people with all different animal faces and uh you're talking to a a shark guy and a shark face guy and he talks about the the vault or something he mentions that oh the selmius the reason he got in trouble is because he tried to break into the royal vault and then you start to ask more questions and he's like oh sorry tim hey tim i gotta talk to tim and he goes to talk to tim and then balthazar and champ walk up to him and and like very awkwardly he's like hey sorry i'm just i have to talk to my friend he's got a, a his wife's sister as a problem and champ goes is it a problem with the vault <laughs> Just want to keep the questioning on topic. That's all. That's what they say in interrogation schools. Like, never, never leave your main subject alone. 
<laughs> and they're like, you guys are, leave them alone. I'm very uncomfortable. We're going to go. And so they leave. But then a snake face dude by the name of Montgomery Pip kind of sidles <laughs> up to you. And it's like, hey, you guys, uh, you talking about the vault. Um, and he says, like, rumor has it, Selmius Foster tried to break in and got in, which means obviously he was in league with the great fey evil known as the Thorned Monarch. And that's where we ended the episode. So we'll pick up right there. You're still talking to old Montgomery Pip. Please, I'm waiting for that artwork to come in of Montgomery Pip talking to <laughs> Which is, Whose name is surely directly from the module. Straight out of the module. You can't make that up. Um, you're talking to Montgomery Pip, and he says, the Thorned Monarch. What do you do? Can I roll a check to see if I know who the Thorn Monarch is? Sure, maybe a history. Uh, that's not in Pathfinder 2E. Um, something like history. Society. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Old sure. Habits. I'll roll society. We'll recall knowledge. Could I do occultism? Uh, you can. May not give you the information you want. What you can do? Well, I'm not going to know anything because I rolled natural too. How embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Balthazar has forgotten more than you'll ever know, Troy. <laughs> it's true. Um, and so he's just sitting there like... Who is the thorned... Who is the thorn god? I said the thorn, thorn monarch. monarch. Oh. Um, who is the thorn monarch? You don't... You don't know about the thorned monarch? I can't say I do. Never heard of him. He was, well... Legend has it he was a uh, fey tyrant who uh, established his own demiplane of fey magic and made it his stronghold from which he terrorized all the surrounding lands. Bopan, our island, was of course an easy target, and he would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for some Bopanese heroes who managed to stop him somehow. And this all was happening at the same time as Selmius Foster? Yes and no. Probably predated Selmius by centuries, but his presence has always been felt. And a lot of people believe that the only way this outsider could have gotten to the vault was if he was working with a powerful being such as the Thorned Monarch. But he, uh, he may have got in, but he was executed for his but- crimes. But the monarch had been gone for centuries. Oh, yeah, for a long time. This was uh, during the, the early days of Bopan. Um, but there's still... Things still aren't right here. But is there any answer to how they stopped him? You said, somehow. What is the legend of how they stopped the thorned monarch? That part has been lost to time. But, uh... We many encountered... Believe it was, yes. We encountered some fae along the way on our way into town. Yeah, there's fae everywhere. They are... They were uh, quite belligerent. Yes, they can be belligerent. We Uh, killed some of them. They were belocos. Belocos. Ah, yes. I'm not there. I'm sleeping in the hotel room. (laughs) Who said that? 
Um, but yes, Belocos, they're a crocodile fist. They, yeah, they, uh, they're out there and we're usually, uh, at peace with them. We have reached some sort of accord with the Fae, but there are wild Fae. You know, as of late, honestly, there's been a lot more, uh, cases of this. It's very sad to hear that you had to, uh, resort to bloodshed. Uh, however, if your life was threatened, you had to do what you had to do. Um, obviously we, uh, the people of Bopan, were threatened by Selmius and he was executed. And then his partner ran away with the princess. The dish ran away with the spoon, as it were. What does that mean? I don't know. It's an expression that I heard that I've been trying to work into conversation. Is it a metaphor? I don't know what that is. Is that the one where you use like and as? That's a simile. Simile? Is it a synecdoche? What? What about a metonymy? Stop showing off. I've been around for 7,000 years. I've learned some words. Yeah, we all know. Anyway, you guys seem cool. I'm going to go hit the punch bowl, and uh, maybe I'll see you at the dance tomorrow? Sounds good. One more question. Sounds good. Expressionless eye holes look at you. I (laughs) I look down about two feet to champ's eyes. Sounds good. All right, you guys have fun. And he walks away. He slithers away. You understood what he was really telling us, right? That he didn't know, understand what a metaphor was? No, more than that. Had to be. No. Me neither. <laughs> Let's go find. Let's go find. Let's go find. Friends. Oh. Uh, um, La is nearby, and he's like, "Is everything? Uh, you know, he's, he's never with like more than an arm's reach away, but he's giving you your privacy to mingle. But he was told, you know, to stay near you. Um, and he's like, "Is everything? I can't remember his voice. Is everything going all right? Yes, uh, I, uh, I understand you, your people have a long history with the Fey uh, as uh, enemies of a sort. I was wondering if you're ever worried about them." I don't know, sneaking into the city or being here. Are there any fae at all in the city? Well, uh, there are many who would call us fae. Look at my face. Uh, this, uh, if the fae blood runs through us all. But of course, uh, you, you saw them, how heavily guarded the bridge was to get yes. here. It, it would be uh, nearly impossible for an enemy to, uh, to breach the kingdom. Um, Can I ask you a question? It might sound philosophical in nature, but I don't really understand much of your society at all. Please, please, ask away. You have fake blood running through your veins, yet those we encountered in the forest were put down as wild animals. In fact, your emissary used that very term, called them wildlife. What is the difference between wildlife and you? The level of civilization to be honest. The magics, the fey magics that run throughout this land have affected Bopan for centuries and and changed the very terrain as well as its people. However, some of us are more civilized than the the beasts that roam the forests. We are are usually in accord, but sometimes, uh, you know, they are not as intelligent and as refined as we are. Uh, That's why they live out there and we live here. These Look beasts. at my multicolored robe. Yes, it's very beautiful. You can hear Rufus having an argument with the bartender where he's like, 
Well, that's just your opinion, man. Maybe I think that the service here is a little bit lacking. All right, sir. Here's a warm milk. Uh, and then I take the warm milk and um, I sit down and uh, stare at the table while I sip it. <laughs> so you guys, if you're looking around for people, you do see uh, Karazor uh, descending the stairs in a robe uh, toward you. And then uh, you look around, you do see Rufus staring at a warm glass of milk. Should we, should we ask Rufus if he knows about the Thorned Monarch? I feel like maybe he would have written a song about him. The Thorned Monarch? Are you guys talking about the Thorned Monarch? Yes, you've heard of him. Them. It. Well. I got a 16 nature, which is usually what you use to find out about Hey, That's right. Um, is that you, high enough? You've heard uh, maybe in your in your studies, uh, the, 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 the legend of the Thorned Monarch has... Uh, has sort of crossed your path, but uh, he is his influencer. His reign of terror was really uh, uh, localized to this area, not just to Bopan, but to uh, the the islands around here. And so, uh, sort of specifics about him, you don't know. I don't know any specifics about him. His reign of terror was sort of confined to this area or the islands around here. That's all I can tell you. And then I take a big drink of milk and it dribbles down my chin. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what power he possessed. Perhaps Nikesor is looking for that. I don't know. It's chicken in the egg, right? Did he want what's in the vault? Or did he want the power to even get in the vault? Do we know what's in the vault? No, I don't. There's only one way to know what's in a vault. To go in the vault. That's the that's yeah. the way, yes. Yeah, I was thinking that. Well, Jeshin uh, sort of uh, comes, brings you all together and says, uh, I think things are, I think things are winding down here. Uh, perhaps we should uh, retire to the, the common room of your quarters and we could, uh, we could chat further. Now, Jeshin... Can we have some time alone? We have um, religious rituals that we have to conduct uh, that are private to just skeletons, constructs, and um, us. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Far be it for me to infringe upon your religious practices. Uh, but uh, let, let us uh, let us go. I'll, I'll, at least let me escort you to the common area. Of, of course. Uh, and if we were to leave the common area for a glass of warm milk for Rufus, perhaps, um, would we be allowed to do that? Um, I, I should think that's fine. Uh, they'll, they'll, I don't know uh, where you would get one, but uh, I can arrange for, for services should you need that. Um, and just, uh, just so we know no, where not to go, could you identify some certain off-limits areas for us, like the throne room, the private bedchambers of the king... The vault, so we just won't go there. Yes, well, all of those areas are heavily guarded, um, so it should be pretty clear. Uh, come, come with me, and 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 he really is uh, like uh, 
looking at you and kind of reading between the lines a little bit, maybe, even mm. though that's not your intention. And he uh, he ushers you that way. Let's see another uh, picture of him, by the way. I, I don't think I accurately <laughs> described him. <laughs> so there he is. I You know, I, I kept saying Pugwampy Gremlin, but that was more like the the Bopanese Greenwatch, the uh, soldiers that saved you from the jungle. He right. looks more like an aardvark. Um, but he's wearing a, a, a beautiful uh, multicolored robe, uh, yeah. really decked out. And I like the little mask. Uh, very cool artwork. I remember this now. It's uh, very dignified. Hello. It's very dignitary-ish garb. Is Arthur an aardvark? Arthur of the uh, book and television show fame, right? Uh, I don't know. Um, but both of my grandfathers were named Arthur, and that's my middle name. Arthur Arthur Reed is an anthropomorphic aardvark. So yes. Hey. Oh. That show sucked. <laughs> that <show's great. laughs> what is Babar? Because I have a hard time. He's an elephant. I think he's an elephant. Oh. And I think it's Babar. Babar. Okay. Babar. The sil- the R is silent at the I end. Say Babar. Babar. Uh, All right, so right. he seems to be like, yo. <laughs> Over here, kinda, dude. He's been right next to you, so you imagine he's been kind of hearing, but, you know, he's always, he's just standing near you and, and watching around, but you're asking uh, these questions. So, so he pulls you inside, and um, maybe there's like a, uh, a common area that connects all of your suites. Um, very, very nice of them to put you in, in lodging such as this so you can have your own separate beds, but at least be able to... Uh, you know, congregate. And uh, so he, he closes the door and then turns around from the door and uh, <clears throat> clears his throat and says, uh, if you would permit me uh, but a moment before you indulge in your uh, religious rites and ceremonies. Um, before we talk uh, further, however, uh, let me fulfill my duty to explain what awaits you. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, as uh, King Wabiki said, is the annual masquerade of seasons. Uh, we will all uh, gather in the grand plaza of the eternal bloom and be merry. Uh, this, one of our most sacred customs, culminates in the opening of the eternal bloom's flowers to the sound of the grand dance. Uh, it's pollen ensuring prosperity and peace for all of Bopan. It is uh, quite a spectacle, and uh, though you uh, perhaps did not come here uh, seeking uh, such a ceremony, uh, I think you will be uh, quite pleased by it. It is a a -a once-in-a-lifetime experiment. Know that His Majesty does not expect you to uh, uh, perform well in the dance, as it is somewhat uh, a somewhat complex affair for those not familiar with the proper steps. Um, That being said, if you do uh, rise to the occasion, uh, you'll be able to dance and glide among the spires of Hobodakusa uh, and, and even right beneath the Grand Anther, if you're particularly uh, graceful. I googled uh, the word anther, and it's the part of the stamen of the flower where the pollen uh, resides. Uh, it is, in effect, uh, the penis of the flower, and to, to dance beneath the flower's penis is, is a great honor. Can I ask you, what's with all the flower shit? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm but a traveler in your land. I I don't understand this 
nonsense about flowers. Why are you so upset? <laughs> no, I, I, I understand uh, the question. It, we are we are very close to nature here in Bopan. It is ah, as much a part of us yes. uh, as anything. Like many it's, lower forms of life tend to be. <laughs> Not that I'm accusing you of any such thing. No, no, I certainly didn't uh, interpret it that way. Um, of course. Yes, we are. Uh, Look at uh, you and your little pants. <laughs> Walking yes. upright. Thank you. I, 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 I appreciate that you appreciate uh, my couture. Um, I truly do. He lays his, his hand on his forearm. He's like, you're adorable. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's, it's very kind. Uh, I don't, you know, what they say about outsiders. You are, you are very kind to compliment me say? in such a way. Uh, they say that you're all murderers and terrible and thieves and killers. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm believing otherwise just in the, the little time uh, that we've had uh, together. Would you do us the honor of instructing us in the steps of this dance? Uh, it is not something that I can really teach. Uh, I think your Balthazar holds up his arms as if to to ballroom dance with you. I this would be very inappropriate. Um, it is it is not it is not my uh, place to really teach you. And trust me, you, you will get more out of the experience by watching and experiencing on your own. As I said, the king doesn't expect you to go out there and 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 put on a, a grand show. Though I'm sure uh, he and everyone else would be very impressed if you did. It is more that you show that you are, are trying to immerse yourself in our culture, uh, even if you fail. It it is the the attempt that will be. Respected. But uh, I, I know you had asked earlier, and I, 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 I admit I couldn't help but overhear you uh, questioning some of the guests about uh, Selmius Foster. Yes? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We came to find out what happened to him, and now we know. So I guess we're done here. Well, I don't know if you do know, and I, uh, I apologize for being coy earlier when you... Uh, immediately asked me about the reason for your quest upon meeting me, but um, his arrival here is a, a part of our history that many choose to ignore. I am surprised that there were people at the party that were as forthcoming as they were uh, in talking about him. Uh, I'm sure you know that he came here uh, seeking something within our royal vault, and uh, that these ambitions uh, likely led to the secrets behind his death. Yes. No, we are, we are unfamiliar with his story. Uh, what was he seeking within the vault? Mm. He kind of looks back to the door. Looks over at you. So we have some time before your uh, religious ceremonies and rites to speak freely. Yeah, yeah, we could we could take a couple minutes, sure. Sure, sure. What time is it? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the official story, uh, as I assume you heard, is that Princess Ganje was kidnapped by Pathfinders, uh, who, who forced her uh, to lead them to the royal vault. Um, and then during that uh, attempted theft from the vault, Selmius Foster, not his accomplice, uh, was caught and summarily executed. That is the story that has been passed down uh, throughout time. But it is not the truth. The truth 
has redacted accounts of the time and, and other records of the princess's personality would suggest was quite different. You see, the princess desperately wanted to liberate her people from the, the burden of cultural stagnation here on Bopan. We are so far from the rest of the world and yet so isolated and the princess saw an opportunity to learn more but that is not something that is uh, uh, promoted here that is encouraged so when the group was caught Selmius was accused not only of kidnapping the princess but of breaking into the vault as well the queen at the time had no interest in letting anyone know that the princess was actually an active participant in the heist rather than a victim of, of cruel outsiders. The only proof or any clues about what Foster was hoping to find would lie in the vault. But that's not something anyone has been able to check. The why vault, not? Well, I'll tell you why. The vault requires at least four people to open it simultaneously or otherwise it, it is unclear the reason that we cannot know is that uh, any one of Bopany's blood that is not uh, of royal blood who attempts to open the vault it is lethal ah because you are not people no, no in the strictest sense of the word I, no I, that's uh, believe I, me I sympathize I've that's not the many conclusion such as you. that I was was getting at it's just that's the power of the vault if you are oh, Bopanese blood but not royal Bopanese blood it will kill you this is however not true for outsiders and he looks at the four of you the survival of Selmius Foster and Adolphus attest to that as they did succeed in opening the vault. It did not kill them. They did not perish. Whereas every Bopanese person who has attempted to bypass the vault's wards has died instantly. And many have tried over the centuries thinking that maybe they were different, that they were the one. But they all failed. Now, I am a student of our histories, and while I have heard many negative things about Pathfinders and those official accounts, I've begun to doubt them. And I know you are in league with this society. And if I know, others here may know as well. You needn't worry about that. However, the point is meeting people like you makes me suspect that all these stories and fabrications about the evils of the outside world that have been passed down over the years were all told uh, to further uh, an isolationist stance and keep us from learning about the world outside of Bopan. So you share the ancient or the old princess's views on expanding Botan's influence in the world at large. I do indeed. I think it is the only way Bopan will ever flourish and grow. Not unlike the eternal bloom and its massive penis, which you will see tomorrow evening. I can't wait to dance under that penis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the dance of the job, I was very. It's not allowed to dance was highly restrictive environment and I know what you're saying my former boss always had us fearing the outside never wanted us to see anything but the rooms in which we were 
trapped. We didn't know we were trapped for a long time, but once it became clear, I needed to escape. And I think you understand. Yes, yes, I empathize you. We are not unlike you, trapped in a prison of our own making. Have you no guesses as to what lies behind the vault's door? I would be lying if I said I wasn't curious, but I do not know. It was enough for Selmius Foster to perish, to die. It was enough for all the Bopanese over the years who have attempted to gain access to die, whether they knew or not. It is unclear, but no one knows, and if King Wabikis does know, he has not shared it, even with his most trusted of his advisors, such as myself. Can the king come and go from the vault as he pleases? It still takes four. I, to my knowledge, he has not. He has not entered the vault, but if he has, he has not told me. If we were to try to open the vault, would you accompany us? Yes, indeed. In fact, would you go first? I. Again, I, if I were to touch any of the... Well, we'll open the door, uh, but if you would walk ah, ten yes. feet ahead, just are so you that a... we're sure that you are safe, so we can see you ahead of us. You are very kind to offer me that honor. Yes. Yes, I will, uh, with, with the protection of the four of you at my back, I will enter the vault first. Can I roll a perception to see, like, the, to, like, just sense his motive or see what's going on with this? Because th- this is, a. Uh... It's happening very fast. It's all happening very fast. <laughs> it's all happening too fast. All right. Okay, 22. He seems very, very sincere. I think that uh, he, you know, like you pointed out, he shares the princess's desires to uh, sort of take Bopan into the next century and doesn't think it can happen if they never... Uh, if they never allow outsiders to do things. And so he thinks that, like, if the outsiders who have been vilified over the years uh, tried to do something and were killed for it, that maybe they were on to something. Um, and you have no reason to believe if they were Pathfinders. Now, they may have been, you know, jackasses, but they were probably good dudes. Um, you have no reason to believe they had any evil intent. But, uh, yeah, he seems, it's obviously a little weird, but he seems to be on the level. Forgive, forgive me for asking, but this isn't some sort of scheme with which you could murder us and chalk it up to dipl- without having to, oh, wrinkle any diplomatic circles. Or- no, no, no. I, 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 I assure you that is not the case. I, 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 I am looking to learn the truth and uncover uh, our past. And, and and it could reveal that that that, that your man Selmius was innocent of his crimes. My my motives are entirely uh, above board and for the furtherment of Bopan. I for one believe you. Thank you. Now Let's we go. need to get on with our religious ceremony, if you please. Uh, but of course, um, just one last thing: timing. Yes, you asked about walking freely throughout the halls, and, and you can. 
You will not get anywhere near the vault. Anything of importance is heavily guarded by guards that are more powerful than the ones that you saw uh, standing outside on the petal bridge. Do you think we could take them? Like, if we had to, like, really, uh, throw it down. Absolutely not. You would be outnumbered well, we if not. We do have a robot and a skeleton. What? I'm extremely well trained. What if you can summon a dragon? Uh, he has a dragon in him. You would still be outnumbered, <laughs> if not outclassed. Good to know. Uh, but, uh, no, it, it, uh, it would be a, a death sentence. However, tomorrow night, during the masquerade, it will be the most opportune time, as the revelers will be heavily distracted. That's not to say there won't be gods as well, but there'll be so much going on. Uh, we were that- kind of looking forward to going to that, though. So is there another night that's good? <laughs> you, you sold us on the dancing under the penis. You made penis. it sound really cool. Yes, you booked for the penis dance. I highly see the wiener. Taking part in the penis dance is 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 crucial to the plan. Uh, in fact, you'll need to act carefully and deliberately throughout the proceedings so as not to arouse suspicion. Take part in the dance all the way to its end, uh, because at the end of the dance, it will be the best time to go. When the pollen fills the air and people dance throughout space and time, that is when we will make our way to the vault. Must not arouse the wiener. I hear you. (laughs) I find that dancing under the penis sometimes does arouse things. Yes, He's well, a straight-up psycho, by the way. Would that affect our chances against <laughs> <Yeah>. the gods? <laughs> so, I'm sure you will all be affected in different ways by the spectacle. Um, but I, I do ask you one thing. Uh, should things go sour for any reason, uh, should uh, suspicions arouse and uh, anyone in the castle become aware of uh, what we are speaking of, please do not use violence against my fellow citizens and my people. I cannot help you if you shed my people's blood underneath the understand. spires of Hobart. How are we to kill them? You mean strangulation, smothering? I, I, I would hope that no no one would die at all. Oh, I, I see. Yes, sorry. Take part in the dance. <laughs> when the bloom explodes, meet me where the vault is. Okay. Thanks. What a weird imagery. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just, not quite sure how to feel about that imagery. You're gonna love it. Trust me. It's really, it's really something else. So the blue. So we'll arouse the penis flower. The bloom will explode, explode, and then people will dance through space and time. Is what what else? What we'll don't arouse, you understand? We'll, we'll raise the penis and then open the vault. Yes, he under, This guy gets it. The guy that has a dragon gets it. <laughs> All right, hands in. Yeah, right. sounds good. Could Thanks. not be clearer. Thank you. All right, all right. We're not doing the hands. As soon as, as soon as he's gone, Rufus goes. So much fucking exposition. <laughs> 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 it did feel a little shoehorned in there. <laughs> Just kept talking about his opinions on the history of his people. So many things that we had to learn. My head hurts, dude. I think that's why he kept talking about wieners, was to just keep our interest. Sort of like Game of Thrones. I believe they call it sex position. Sex position, exactly. Sex position, yes. Well, I think he already told us the whole plan. So I don't really think we have anything else to discuss. It's all yeah, go to bed. Guess we'll just do what the Ardenvark guy told us to do. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Well, look, everything's going to change. Listen, hey, stop laughing. 
everything's gonna change once we open that door. What's on the other side? We'll have to make some quick decisions. And Karzor, you're you're in charge, I think, right? Right? I am. So you gotta make some quick calls as to what we do. I, I'll look to you for your guidance. Don't worry. I, my calls will be quick as I consider all of you to be completely expendable. <laughs> <laughs> well, the same goes for you, Grandpa. Grab him and start hugging him like so tight that it hurts. I don't know how old Karazor is. Uh, I don't know old ages. Um, so uh, I just have one question. We're going into the vault just to see what Selmius Foster stole. Yeah, Are we going to try to take it for ourselves? That's what we're going to have to decide at the time, man. It's going to be right then. Because no one in this city, it seems, knows what's in the vault. Well, I'm just going to warn you. If I have to release Velthrex and Bob, <laughs> he's going to try to take it. And he's going to try to take down as many of these pug wompies with him as he can. Well, He's the scourge of Casimir! We'll keep him inside, then. The man said no violence. We cannot harm his people. Even if they cut us to pieces, we will lay our arms down. <laughs> Just because we arouse a penis and let it explode does not mean that's a reason to unleash your dragon, Rufus. I'll try to keep the dragon quiet, guys. But sometimes it's not completely up to me. And uh, you see his hands shake a little bit, and he reaches for a <laughs> bottle of pills. <laughs> uh, and with that, we'll take a uh, quick break. <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment. <laughs> so y'all go to sleep and wake up as the next day. Yeah! <laughs> Uh, we're going play our dreams. Let's <laughs> <laughs> role play our dreams. <laughs> were any of you hurt and didn't heal from the yes. fight against the bulls? Yes. I, still had, I still had some hit points missing. Yeah, so if you if you have healing capabilities that are necessary outside of a normal night's rest, um, we can talk about that real quickly. I don't want to belabor it, but I can't remember how beat up some of you were. I have a question. I'll allow it. Since we got uh, an accomplice to basically plan our heist for us. Yes. Don't you think we earn a hero point for the day? Wow. New session? Wow. Gross. Before we, go, before we dance under the penis? Do you get a hero point every game day? Is that how it works? <laughs> it's really, it's they've left it up to me, which means it's bad for you. Um, <laughs> I think it's meant to get one every four hours. Um, so you guys go, don't have any hero points right now? Yeah, because they don't Correct. carry over. I spent my oh. hero point. Um I believe during the the Gungle combat. Um, All right, pew 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 pew. Everybody gets a hero point. Pew 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 pew. Wow! Yeah. Uh, you get a hero yeah. point just for spectacular yeah, role playing. Um, this is great. Uh, I'm good. I, word of it's the, easy use for me. It, pardon me. It's easy for Champ to heal himself up uh, outside of combat. So he took care of that. Um, I was down. I hadn't like looked, but I, I was down. But he took care of that. Unfortunately, I can't help anybody else because my I have a touch of corruption. It would only hurt you. Give it to I, me. Um, I'm I down also, like... I'll go ahead. I was going to offer to perform risky surgery on you, Jared. 
Very good. I'm down like 11 points. I could use some risky surgery. Okay. So, let me whip out my medical tools. Uh, we'll say we'll do it before we go to bed, just in case I hurt you or I hurt you worse. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to deal 1d8 slashing points of damage to you to get a plus two on my medicine check here. So, that's, oh, that's two points of slashing damage, but a natural 19 on the die. Ooh, so th- a critical ooh. success is different. Is it treat wounds? It's treat wounds, but my critical success, it was already going to be a crit because of the uh, risky surgery, but yeah, it's a crit. So, um, 48? I believe so. Yes. Wow. 48. Wow. Nice. I was going to say the 1d8 damage for 2d8 healing doesn't sound great. Uh, but yeah, what, what is it? A success is a crit? Is that? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay. That's, that's great. I rolled, I rolled well. You get 23 hit points back. Oh, nice. Re- That's amazing. And so it seems Balthazar. right up your alley, uh, uh, Rufus, because it's like, you know, you just, you live in pain all the time, man. You're like, God, <laughs> me. Balthazar, <laughs> he lays you out on the coffee table in the common room. And he's like, I, would, I need you to undo your clothing so that I may cut you open. Just hand me a bottle of whiskey. And then I undo my clothing and uh, my chest glistens. And you see the dragon tattoo on it. And uh, I look like Iggy Pop on stage. <laughs> Would you prefer me to cut around the Val Bob tattoo that you wear? Do not say his name! <laughs> Would you prefer what me you- to... Cut do around. what you gotta do, robot. And I take a big <laughs> swig of whiskey that I didn't put in my inventory. It's gratis from the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get charged for that. <laughs> get that out of the, the drive bar. I guess everything's free if you just don't pay your hotel bill. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We have to assume it's under Carzar's credit card. He left the card that's down right. in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, uh, Balthazar uh, uses his scalpel, his scalpel arm attachment, and he cuts create a, a risky cut to get inside and to prepare the damage with his robot robot automaton fingers, and it's quite painful. But then you feel great afterwards. Yeah, you guys just hear me from the common area going. Fuck! <laughs> bite here, Rufus. Bite upon my magical plate arm, so you might ease the pain. <laughs> I I bite your plate arm. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you have to say it like he that? He actually did it. <laughs> I just want to I just want to say I had eleven points missing. That's not even that many, and you're cutting me open. <laughs> yeah. I, it's like it's like I'm like my knee hurts, and you're like here, let me help. <laughs> That's what they Get say about the bone saw. It's you. Know, I think to a barber, every problem, every you know, every problem looks like a haircut. That's right. <laughs> That's the, well, the you, old you cut my hair very fine. I'm feeling fit and vigorous. Everybody else good to go? Yeah. Uh, actually, to I go. could use a little bit of the old barber magic. <laughs> uh, nothing that extreme, though. I'm just a little banged up after that night's sleep. How many hit points are you done? Six. <laughs> are you sure you do not want me to perform some risky surgery on you, too? No, no. Uh, okay, uh, can I get a shit off that pill bottle, brother? <laughs> go into this. I'm not he, sure what uh, they are, shit, but there's just like two left because he took off so many last night. Just give me like half of one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair 
break, it breaks off a half of a pill for you. Right. And I right. take it. I just put put it in my pouch. Like save this for later. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right, Balthazar does not perform rescue surgery on you. He just treats your wounds, and he got you get five hit points back. Nice. Oh nice. God! Wait for you to get high like an hour before the penis yeah. explodes. It's gonna be amazing. I'll wait till I get a couple of beers in me and really activate this thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll do a uh, a jump cut from there to the festivity. You know, just wide shot of everybody's coming up, like all sorts of weird looking people rolling in. And they're not all dressed like Lelgeshin and, and King Wabikis, but everything is very ostentatious. And especially for an event like this, uh, it's a big deal. And uh, so when you when you wake up that day, maybe you are given uh, clothes uh, to wear. And if you remember, the king said that you could, uh, you know, they weren't going to take your, your weapons away, that that would be, uh, you know, they understand you're a stranger here. They don't want you to feel like you're unarmed and unsafe, but that you're, you know, expected to keep them sheathed. Uh, however, you're given, like, all these uh, crazy-looking, multicolored clothing to wear, um, and it's kind of expected uh, for you to do that. It basically would be a huge uh, social blunder to not participate fully in this. Um, and there's still information that you're looking for. Uh, so... You're going to do it, and uh, you get out there, and uh, it is quite a scene. It really takes over the whole uh, the whole town, and uh, you've got a while still before the grand dance begins, and so you can uh, explore. There's several tents and tables set up all throughout the maze-like parks and halls of the Eternal Bloom. And uh, the guests are all wandering about taking part in various activities. It's got kind of a Ren Fair feel, kind of a flea market feel, but like much more fancy. And as you wander about, um, you happen upon a, a table uh, that contains various meats and plants. And all the meats are on kebab sticks. Uh, and then there are these barrel sized pitcher plants. You familiar with the pitcher plant? It's kind of mm-hmm. like. Not quite a Venus flytrap, but kind of like a giant. It's a giant pl- plant that looks like a pitcher that you would pour a liquid out of. Um, yeah, so there's nectar in it, and it draws insects in, and they die in there, and the plant eats them. There you go. Well, you see someone. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see someone walk up to it, and uh, he like pays the the guy behind the table uh, a couple coins, uh, and then he pulls out a dagger, pricks his finger, and uh, dangles it over the pitcher plant. Uh, and as he dangles it there and the blood is dripping, uh, the plant just like opens up to accept the drop of blood. Uh, and as it opens up to accept the blood, uh, the guy that paid for this experience grabs a kebab full of meat and vegetables and like dips it into the acid inside of the, uh, the mouth of the plant, which seems to marinate the meat uh, like some kind of ceviche. Uh, he leaves it in there for a second, and the, the guy nods, and he pulls it out and just, like, starts uh, eating it. Is anyone interested in taking part in this? Did he just, sti- <laughs> Did he just stick his food in his own blood, dude? <laughs> well, he used the blood to sort of activate the opening of the plant. And then he okay. stuck the food in the same opening. That's he nasty, did. bro. So you're out. <laughs> no, I'm having one. <laughs> <laughs> Rock and roll, bro. 
I think Rufus. I think Rufus mainly he mainly lives off of pills and whiskey. But like most people, like that, every once in a while he gets ravenously hungry, <laughs> and uh, so he gets. He'll do that. He'll he'll prick his finger into the plant, then he'll grab a kebab stick, and then he'll kind of like make a face like should I, and then he'll just stick the kebab stick into the plant. Really work it in there. Really? Sure, get it, get yeah. it covered with get the juices. Deep, you know, <laughs> do you have any like crafting skill or cooking skill or anything uh, relevant? Uh, no, I'm untrained in crafting. All right, give me a uh, perception check because you're, you're as you're sticking around in there, you realize it's not just a, a dip and pull. That there's actually like uh, some cavities in there, and to get it really sauced up correctly. You've got to maneuver just so, so you got to kind of look in there. Give me a perception. Oh, no. I only rolled a 14, so I probably didn't put my kebab in the right plant cavity. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. You're like, uh, you stick it in there, and it comes out, and it looks pretty delicious. And uh, oh, you good. eat it. Yeah, you eat it, and it... Uh, Oh, it's uh, it is pungent, gamey, uh, and a little weird. Uh, that acid it, it burns your throat on the way down, but there is a good flavor behind it as well. Does anybody else want to uh, attempt to take part? Can we take part without eating? Because uh, Balthazar doesn't <laughs> eat. Is it is it like it would be a, would would it be societally uh, useful to do of, so? Of course, as as Lajeshin said, it's all about uh, keeping up airs here and trying. Then uh, Balthazar will also participate. Can I roll? Man, I don't have crafting. Can I roll medicine or surgery, Lord, and like know what part of this of the sta- of the oh, statement I'm mixing? Sure, in? sure. Yeah, you, you. I'm sure part of your surgical training was knowing about plant cavities. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've been around for seven thousand years. You don't know what I perform surgery. That's on. true. If it was anybody else, I'd question. Natural, tw- natural twenty. Natural no. twenty. Okay. Wow. All right. So you really get it in there, and like with surgical precision, you just slide it right into its cavity, and the plant goes. <laughs> Yes, and you pull it out, <laughs> and then yes. just hold it like a weirdo. Uh, champ, Karazor, do you guys want to play? No. Uh, he just sta- he stands aside. He's not interested in in food based things at all. It just doesn't interest him. Champ, you remember eating, don't you? Can't be that old. I don't remember. I'm trying. Okay, maybe this will help me remember. Yeah, and he yeah. walks up, and I'll grab one of these things. He has no skills in anything. Perception check. He also can't give them blood, right? <laughs> That's right. So yeah, Balthazar, you, you would actually need to ask someone to give you blood. I, f- I forget about that. Um, you could ask one of your friends or like a nearby person. Uh, Borrow some from that guy. I got this, Balthazar. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this episode has so much moaning there's a lot going on here uh so champ do you want to borrow uh, someone's blood or ask a local the guy who's like running the thing is are people just randomly stopping by and doing this or is someone they're running for this? the experience but they're yeah paying. there's a guy there he's taking the money yeah so he'll go to the guy who's taking the money and he's just like i'm a little short on blood could i do you oh, have yes. any in the back? I see. Uh, uh, please, uh, you are uh, a visitor to our place. This one's on me. And uh, give me a diplomacy check. Uh, okay. Um, that is a 15. 15. <laughs> but of course, but of course. And he flicks it. You're very kind. 
Thank you. <laughs> and he jams that thing in there super awkward because he has no idea what he's doing. Did you say perception? Yeah. Unless Dude, you have crafting. Or just crafting. got a 23. Okay. It, it actually slides in ever so nicely. Uh, and you pull it out and it looks fully covered in this uh, thing. It must take you back to a time when you did eat. Yeah. And he, he's... Uh, and he just jammed his thing in his teeth. This is like, punk, punk, punk. He's and flying off. It's just falling out of your ribs. falling out onto the ground. It's like bouncing bouncing off of your pelvic bone. And then he turns the cars or I start bringing any memories back. I don't remember. Oh. You're doing so well. I'm shocked. Carzer, do you want to try? Yeah. I love ethnic food. I'd love to try. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming you don't have any sort of relevant crafting or cooking lore, so just give me a perception check. Okay. Uh, Perception check. That is a... That's a a 17. 17. All right. So you you slide it in there, and it's a little tricky going down, but you do eventually find a, a cavity to get it in, and you get it in, and it comes out, and it smells quite, quite wild. All right. Well, when in Absalom, and I take some furtive nibbles. It's delicious, and you feel like you are getting into it. So you continue Ah. walking about, and uh, there's just a lot going on here. Uh, You know, you do have some time before the grand dance, but one thing to do. Uh, there are there is, there is an archery competition. Anybody playing there. music? I want to go to whoever's playing music. There is a small stage, and then there is a grand stage. Um, is, any, is anyone hurt and in need of surgery? Uh, there are. Uh, well, actually, it's funny you mentioned that because there seems to be this uh, like game going on nearby, and uh, you you see basically a bunch of people gathering around a circular pen of some sort that's closed in and there's holes all around the pen and you see a bunch of people walk up to it they pay for the price of admission and they like all inhale this fume there's like this ball that's like having these crazy fumes they all take this fume and then they're just like ah Ah, ah, and they stick their hand inside the pen, and then once they're all there, they're all kind of looking like this. Ah, 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 and then the guy who took the money like rings a bell, and they all go to pull their hands out, and then one guy just goes, ah, 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 and he pulls out just a stump where his hand used oh to be. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> And, he, and the guy goes, we have a winner. Uh, he gives the guy a bunch of money. And he's just like, <laughs> uh, so you do see that guy. <laughs> Wait, Troy, that's in the module? <laughs> uh, oh Balthazar will go up to that guy and uh, see if he needs help. You you walk up to that guy and you as you do, you can see into the pen and you see there's a giant snapping turtle. Uh, inside of the pen and it's just kind of roaming around <laughs> and there's just severed hands all inside of the pen and it's gnawing on one step right up step right up who wants to play weird turtle snapping hand game <laughs> you win the money if you get your hand bitten off that's right uh, and it looked like a, a decent sum. And this guy's like, <laughs> so in a, in a way, you're really just selling your hand. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you're doing. 
But no, you 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 were you're bidding on the chance to sell your hand because so much people paid money and didn't get their hands bitten off. <laughs> it's true. true. It's true. Um, so what do you say to this guy? <laughs> I'm rich. I'm rich. Uh, would you care for me to uh, assist you with that injury? Uh, uh, how? How? My hands in there. Uh, well, I can cauterize the wound and perhaps re- relieve you of some of your agony. Uh, <laughs> or I can prolong it if that is your pleasure. No, no, please. Do this. Uh, cauterize it. Whatever that means. And, uh, uh, okay, Balthazar is going to find, like, a, a torch somewhere. Use your just, eye lasers. <laughs> I could oh, use yeah. my eye lasers. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's what they're I, for, probably. I was going to heat up still. my... I was going to heat up my plate arm and just my arm plating. And oh, just, that's fun too. All right, you know what? Balthazar is going to do a light eye laser on his arm to warm it up. Just like really, really light, a really, really light touch. Okay. And it starts to glow a little red. And then I say, this might sting a bit. <laughs> God, this was worse than losing my hand. <laughs> and then I'll heal him. for. I'll, you know, I'll do a medicine check to treat wounds. Okay, do it just to see if you fail and hurt him further. I uh, get a 16. Uh, oh, oh, oh man! You know it's crazy, but that feels better. How much did, money did you make? I I won a hundred, a hundred wubikis. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> this is a nation where the currency is named after the the, the sitting monarch. Of course. Um, I was I was under the assumption this was pro bono surgery. <laughs> uh, I was as well, but I would be happy to accept a. Small token of your gratitude? <laughs> he just says, Thank you. Thank you. And he rubs his cauterized hand on your face. Thank you. His blood is all over your armor now. There's no blood, I, I cauterized it. All right. Oh, they're doing another game. I'm going to try with my other hand. And, uh... <laughs> Double or nothing. Hell yeah. I like you guys wanna... I can I can, I can buy, buy people to be my hands. Do any of you guys want to try to... Uh... People, pay people to be my hands. <laughs> Do you want to try to play this game? No. No. I know. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. So he puts his hand in, and you guys just walk away. And seconds later, you hear... <laughs> God, another screen. Uh, you want to go to a stage, Jared? Yeah, I want to see uh, what kind of music's being played. You said there's a large stage and a small stage? Yeah. Let's start with the small stage. All right, you go to the small stage, and uh, the large stage actually looks like it's ticketed, so it makes sense you go up to the small stage, but there's a lot of people there. They're, they're jamming. Uh, they're drinking out of big steins, and you see this guy, and he's got a, a lute. And he's really like jamming on it. But as he does, you notice there's this like display on the wall behind him. And he's as he's playing, the display is uh, coming to life. Um, However, they're two separate things. And so he's playing to this thing that's happening. And so you look over at the other thing. And you see like a fenced off area uh, and there's just these flashes of sparks and swirls of fire that are coming from below. But then all of this stuff up in the air uh, behind it. There's a lot of stuff going on, but you can't quite see. Do you want to go over there? 
Yeah, of course. So okay. it's like a fireworks display behind him. That's kind of what it looks like. It looks like people are like doing something and there's little stuff going on, but then big, big displays similar to fireworks. Um, but also things that are just like multicolored and not really fire related. So anyways, you roll over there and it is, uh, I mean, everything's been weird, but this one is very weird. There's people there, uh, similar to what the guy was doing uh, for the pitcher plant. They're pricking their finger. And, uh, and then like holding the blood and then walking over to this like, uh, football sized caterpillar and like sticking their finger and the mandibles of the caterpillar open and just like start <laughs> sucking the blood out of their finger. And w- when they do that, the, the celebrant then, then takes the, the caterpillar while it's sucking on them and walks over to another area and begins like, ritually tickling the caterpillar. This is messed up. And you watch, and everyone's doing it in a different way. Not everyone is doing this weird thing that I'm going to do here. Uh, some of them are like, gen- but it seems very ritualistic in the way that they're like tickling and rubbing the caterpillar. And as it does so, the caterpillar's like mandibles then open up and, and a bunch of shit comes out of it. So there's some that have multicolored sparks, some that have these gouts of flame, some that are just like, like a Roman candle, like, and they're, they're holding it. And kind of directing it and so the guy on stage is like trying to keep up with these uh displays it is wild uh so so these people are doing this while he is trying to like play music along as, as accompaniment to these displays yeah <clears throat> is there a loose caterpillar Oh sure, uh, the guy's so, like, uh, "You would you like to try? Would you yeah, like to try?" I, I think Rufus sees all this and he's like, "Oh hell yeah!" <laughs> and then uh, he walks up and he um, pricks his finger and he stuffs it into a caterpillar's mouth. It just stuffs it into a caterpillar's mouth and it <laughs> starts sucking on it, and uh, it's a very odd feeling, uh, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but you, uh, there's something. Uh, it kind of feels good in a way as well. And, you know, you see everyone tickling and they're all, it's almost like they're playing it like an instrument. Um, yeah. but it's, it's oddly sexual too. And, uh, so the guy then directs you, ah, there's a space for you here. Uh, and there's a space for you to tickle your caterpillar. Yeah. I play it like a lute, man. I do like, a, I do a, I do a guitar solo on my caterpillar. <laughs> all right. Uh, give me a, uh, you know, give me a performance check for this. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm good at that. <laughs> Just love this And image. we're looking at a 19 altogether. A 19 nice. altogether. So you just start wailing on it and... Clearly, you're not familiar with the ritual because it uh, it just starts like spouting off gray and black uh, on the on the walls, and like one big blob just like lands in front of your feet, and everyone's like, "Whoa!" They're stepping back. It's a uh, it's a dud. It seems like you've got a, a bit of a dud, uh, or you're not tickling it the right way. <laughs> gray one will film, and then you hear people go, "Oh God!" Like it went into another display, and the guy's like, oh, "All right, maybe next time." Oh, is there any way I could pocket the caterpillar and get, and get out of there? Uh, yeah, you want to do a, a sort of stealth or thievery? Yeah, I'll try thievery. Okay, that is a 
natural one on the die. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, pardon me, sir. Are you trying to take my caterpillar? Oh, I'm sorry. I am new here, and I do not know your ways. I thought <laughs> that each caterpillar was given to the guests after... Here you go. You you can have it back. That Thank you. That one's yes. broken, by the way. You are, It is broken? It's well. not working correctly, and I am offended that you gave me, a visitor, the broken caterpillar. Oh, well, I am so sorry. He cracks it in half. Oh, no. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just, would you perhaps like to try again with a fresh one? I would not want to be rude to an outsider. Yeah, I want to try one more time. Okay. <laughs> Please, tickle it like there's no tomorrow. I'm so sorry. And he stomps on the one that's broken. Uh, oh, this is so embarrassing. Uh, on the day of the masquerade of seasons. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay, uh, here we go. Uh, I've already let it suck my finger, and now here's my performance roll. Oh, my God, my dice. That's a... F- Fourteen. Said the same thing half as Another one! What are the odds? Son of a god! Yeah, and this, this, time, this time I take the caterpillar and I I spike it on the ground. I go, God damn it, this sucks! It all sucks! You suck! You suck and you suck! This just goes on. This This just goes on for way too long. It's dead. Football-sized caterpillars all over the place. What is Champ doing? I storm out. Yeah. Uh, Champ was looking for an archery competition. I was. I was wondering if they had a target shooting anywhere. You see, there's a guy who's just like. And and hits. Uh, he he puts his arrow right through another arrow that was on the bullseye. And everyone's like, ha, ha, oh, and they're cheering him on like he just can't be beat. <laughs> oh, are you a uh, a possible uh, contender to my archery throne? <laughs> and everybody cheers. You're not going to be cheering in a minute. I'm about to take oh. you down, fella. What did you say to me? <laughs> I said, I don't see any other competition up here. Must be nice when you don't have to play anyone but yourself. But that's about to change. And he pulls out this short bow. Off his back. Short bow? Composite long bow. So we retake the scene. You listen up, bone fingers. You think you're tough? You think you can beat me? I don't see it. What? I don't see a penis around, but I'm ready to dance. (laughs) <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Knock loose. <laughs> I'm so tired. That's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny to be tired and yet. GMing what is essentially a fever dream. <laughs> I don't it see is. a penis around, but I'm ready to do it. That is so funny. That is so funny. That's a t-shirt. There's a t-shirt. He's like, well, go ahead, Bone Fingers. Does Bone Fingers have a name? Name's Champ. Champ Kindly. Oh, champ! <laughs> like he wishes! What's your real name, Bone Fingers? I'm the champ around here. 
I'm named champ because I always win. Let's do this. And he's, Rock and roll, buddy. <laughs> he stands up <laughs> and like immediately antagonizes this guy. And I just want to say from a meta, what I'm doing is like really overbuilding the confidence for what will assuredly be an embarrassing display. Uh, all right. So he steps up with his longbow. And there's um, there's a... Uh, the target's there. It's set up, mm-hmm. right? And it's good to go. You said there's a bunch of people watching. So, yep. all right. So, he's going to pull out an arrow, whoosh, knock it into the bow, draw it back, and then just turn away from the target and look at the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and loose it. <laughs> and he gets a natural four. <laughs> God damn it! For an adjusted 13 to hit. You look at the guy, and then you turn back, and you just see a uh, an old woman with an arrow chest. from loping in to do whiskey surgery on the old woman. He tur- Chan turns back to the other guy and says, Don't worry, that's why I bring him. Fine. <laughs> you see Balthazar moving over toward the woman. Uh, he's, attach- he's attaching a scalpel attachment. He lays the woman down out of sight and you start to hear her scream. <laughs> There's nothing. Gust of wind. Let's try another one. Well, you go. All right. And he just like looks at you, holds the bow behind him and fires it in a immediate bullseye. I'd, I'd like to see you roll a die. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> I can make up where my arrow goes too. But this we'll world say, has rules. Let's say, all right, so I rolled a 15 over your four. Uh, okay. So it, it hits. Bullseye. Bullseye. I was you just really want to do this again? I was just waiting for one to get in there that I could split in half. <laughs> and then turns and looks at the dude. <laughs> yes. Come on, champ. That is a 23. Ooh. All right, he only rolled a six, so like you do split his arrow yes. in the car. Yeah. All right, last time I looked, it's a tie. This one's for all the marbles. I'll go first. You hear? Oh my god! Oh my god! Is he performing risky surgery on the old woman? There's a spurt of blood out from like behind the crowd. <laughs> the old woman's playing the turtle game now. <laughs> all right, uh, he rolled. A four. Oh, all right. Got a strong right, so opening here. It hit, we'll say it hits the target, but there is space for you to take the victory. And if you roll a one, two, or three, I will die. <laughs> I will. I will actually die laughing. <laughs> so he hits. He's like, oh, all right. I bet you've never you seen this it. one before. You have to remember. All Champ did for over a hundred years is just shoot an arrow, like over and over and over and over again. So, like, this is thrilling for him that there's a game because he was always just playing the game in his head, trying to hit certain uh, the the place where certain bricks met each other over and over again. So he just stands up, pulls out the arrow. It's like I don't think you've seen this one before, and he just goes. <laughs> Fade away! And he jumps back in the air and fires as he's jumping and moving away. 
and gets a natty 17. <laughs> yeah. Dude, best yet. Shaboom with the fadeaway <laughs> jumper. The the much unused fadeaway jumper archery shot. You don't fade see it away. that often, yeah. And it really, it arced perfectly uh, into the bull. And the guy's just like, oh, and the crowd's like, yeah! Jeff! The old woman comes over. She's missing both hands. Just like, yeah, just like over and over again. Yeah, with while they're cheering. This is this might be the greatest moment of his known life. (laughs) He's been waiting to show off his skills. Balthazar walks over to you, and he just comes up and he and he leans down to whisper in your ears. She died from her wounds. Pats <laughs> <laughs> him on the shoulder and walks along. Good she work. died from her wounds. Uh, enjoy uh, the rest of your day. Uh, it was a pleasure. <laughs> he turns around and like scurries out of there. <laughs> she, she died. Before the cops show up. <laughs> she died. We gotta go. Uh... We're all just out here trying to figure out who shot this old woman. Yeah, we're all trying to figure out who did this. (laughs) Finally, Karazor, uh, the dance will, uh, you would assume it'll be again soon. Is there anything that you were looking to do in this this nonsense? Yeah, Karazor is looking around. He's going to break out some of his patented stand-up comedy. Uh, all right so the guy the guy playing for the caterpillars he's like i'm gonna take a quick set break uh and then someone hands him a piece of paper uh okay uh coming up next to the stage is uh cars or the knoll <laughs> couple people <laughs> clap all right i'm still all over right. there I'm, I'm watching i'm watching all, all right, right people all right. <laughs> at hey. this point you all trickle in Anybody here from Bopan? Ah, I'm from Bopan. We're all from Bopan. All right. Hey, they say Bopan audiences, the best audiences in the world. You ever notice that people from Absalom walk like this? Just walks up, right? And the people from Bopan walk like this? And he gets on all fours like... (laughs) All right. Thank you very much. You all been great sports. Tip your waitresses. All right. <laughs> Do you have any sort of performance skill? I have performance. I have I have trained in performance. Natural twenty. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> amazing, amazing. So yeah, I mean, they all there's like this pause. After you make a, a yet another horrible insult against the Bopanese people. And then they're like, ah, they're laughing. They think it's hilarious. They're falling out of their chair because of a natural 20. Just like, oh, oh, holding their sides. Another arrow comes flying in, hits a guy that's laughing. Uh, Balthazar slowly drags him off. <laughs> I, uh, I walk up to Karazor after he's done and I'm like, that was so good. Can I give you an idea for what you could do at the end? <laughs> sure, yeah. All like, stand-up comedians love suggestions. Lay what it if on you me. did like Jalshesian's voice and you were like, "Oh, oh, I gotta, I gotta go to the bathroom." That could be. Oh my like god, a- that's great! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should just, team up. You know, you your music. I'm more of a musician. But I know, but idea. like we could do like a Smothers Brothers thing. You'd be up there with your guitar. The dragon can come out for the finale. I think yeah, it'd be I'm, I'm really look. I'm really looking for more of a solo thing right now. But All right. yeah, all right. Yeah. Just think about it. Just think about it. It would be fun one day. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. As you're conversing, taking in all of the wonderful festivities 
of the Masquerade of Seasons, all of a sudden, uh, music starts to swell throughout everywhere. It's coming from all around you, even though this uh, festival is taking place across uh, a multiple mile long stretch. Um, and you see uh, everyone uh, stop what they're doing and, and start to close down their, their shops and everything and begin moving towards a, a central area. And if you're lingering there for a second, um, some someone says, well, what are you waiting for? Uh, the dance is about to begin. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even realize that was the end of the episode. That flew by. Oh, my God. How did we... We didn't even advance anything. We just no, messed around. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. We played at the carnival. It was fun. <laughs> that was freaking awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.